see Sheriff David Clark and James O'Keefe at Freedom Summit 2018. Tickets on sale now at freedomsummitchicago.com. Dan and Amy, we're talking uh, about academic fraud in our Campus Beat segment at the top of the hour. How you go to school, not just where you go to school. What classes uh, you take? Yeah, areas of study you pursue. Tom in Evanston, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I'm actually I'm a, I'm in route to uh, the Evanston campus. I'm a student at Northwestern. Turn around. I thought it was. D- turn around. D- <laughs> de-enroll. Uh, <laughs> I'm too much in debt. I can't. I'm anyway, um, what I, yeah, right. I, I was interested when you said something about the Northwestern, um, the media propaganda has changed the dynamics here. What, what did you mean by that? I was kind of curious. I mean, is it because it seems like it's a lot more liberal here? I thought this was a conservative campus when I first came here. Uh, no, you're at the wrong campus then. When I was there in the uh, <laughs> uh, early 90s, I mean, I got out in 94. Okay. Um, you're so young. Yeah, it's true. I mean, really. Uh, how have I maintained wow. this youthful exuberance, you ask? I understand. Um, no, that that place is a totalitarian re-education camp at 60 grand a year. Well, you don't, I don't have to tell you the price. Um, no, 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 yeah. no. That is way left. Uh, um, back in the day when Arnie Weber was president, at least you had some uh, somebody who respected true academic scho- uh, true scholarship and academic freedom on campus. That's not the case okay. anymore. That that place is, uh, with some exceptions, of course, that place is just an incubator for champagne socialism. That's what it is. Well, so I, so it's no, it's always because it's been that way for a long time. Certainly from my time forward, and of course I was sort of there at the ascent of uh, political correctness, okay. which is to say, you know, communist propaganda. Well, I took uh, an intro to. Re- uh, I won't bring up the actual class because I don't want to get blackballed here, but. If the person's listening, however, I took a, a, a religions class and um, they brought up white privilege in that class. Right. And I was pretty pissed off. Excuse me. Uh, I was pretty upset because that's not what I took this class for. Yes. Uh, Northwestern you, you know, say upset. We don't use yeah. that vulgar language. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, so well, sorry. Uh, well, Tom, this is what we were talking about, which is to say the grievance studies infect the rest of the humanities and this is what like the national association of scholars have been talking about for decades and uh, this is why we want to inform parents and students so they make better choices in terms of where to spend their educational dollar because you're buying a brand and i get it and you know uh, you can go to the football games and and you and there's a lot of northwestern grads in positions of power and so you feel like that's a networking opportunity and so on and so forth i get it but, you know, you can make your own way if you work hard and do it, uh, do things right, even if you don't have a marquee name on your resume in terms of your college. That goes back to the how you go, not where you go. I heard that University of Chicago is still pretty conservative. Would you agree or no? No, I would no. not. Absolutely no. not. No. no. I mean, oh. they have some conservative minds, but it's mostly flaming liberals. Well, thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it. Good luck at school. Have fun today. Yeah. You, I hope you brought your lunch money. You make friends there. <laughs> you be no, nice. No, actually, don't make friends there. University of Chicago, this is what passes for, like, conservative academic freedom. They had a statement about free speech on campus, and people, like, lose their minds how wonderful this is. Um, that is the baseline. 
that is not setting a lofty standard. What University of Chicago has done to defend free speech and freedom of expression on campus and uh, academic freedom is the smallest of baby steps that you should expect from a university administrator, person interested in intellectual pursuits when it comes to a challenge to academic freedom or free speech on campus, free thought on campus. Which is the perfect segue to our next guest, Neil Fagan, who's the headmaster at Northridge Prep, which is uh, this uh, private school, eight grade six through 12 in Niles. Because, uh, you know, this conversation we're having about higher ed, we're now having about uh, K through 12. So for more on this topic, we're pleased to be joined by Neil Fagan. Neil, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, Dan, Amy, good morning. Thanks for having me. Morning. So, um, you know, you've sort of uh, out at uh, Northridge Prep charted a different course than not only public K through 12 or 6 through 12, as your school is, uh, institutions, but other private uh, schools as well. Just kind of explain the, uh, the mission focus of Northridge Prep. Yeah, it's... Um we're focused on building men. Um, you know, we, when we when we look at our education and how we design it, we're focused very much not just on what, what happens to the boys when they leave here and go into college, but really the kind of men they're going to become 10 years after that when, once they're married and they have a family. Um, and so with that goal in mind, everything we do is structured to, to, to build them into kind of great fathers and great husbands and good friends. Um, so it's an all-male education uh, the teachers we hire are more than great in the classroom. That's very important, but role models. Um, a, place, a place where boys can be boys. Uh, they've got an energy that needs to have an outlet that's very constructive, where play is good. And so there's, there's a number of things that we do that way to help build men, not just great minds, but great characters as well. What's your enrollment and graduation rate? Um, enrollment is, the total school is uh, 300. Um where it, it it varies class to class, you know, thirty to sixty boys. Like in this in this middle school, it's smaller. Um, graduation rate is, I mean, ninety nine percent, and you know, ninety nine percent of them will go on to college. If you go straight into the military and, and other things. Yeah, so. I mean, um, you'll have to forgive exactly. Amy. She's used to asking questions about Chicago public schools, so What's she's your yeah, she has to ask about. Is it in the double digits? Graduation rates. That's like asking with the. Um, what percentage of the kids at Bennett go to college? Okay, uh, you know what? Okay. I don't live in that world. I, I know in you. Well, you send your well, kids okay. to a high school named after a a, a, a band from the seventies. No, not it's not the Almond Brothers. It's oh. Amundsen. No, right. Okay, some yeah. Norwegian Swedish explorer. Uh, so uh, Neil, talk a little bit about uh, the uh, curriculum at Northridge Prep and. Uh, yes. Do you have books? Do you have teachers? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Th- no. What's the literacy rate at Northridge Prep? Clean water. Oh, God. All right, please. You know, Sorry so, for the No, tangent. no, no. Yeah, actually, it's funny you ask about books. We, we're we very much against um, the whole iPad and, and laptop oh, in every classroom you. for every period. It, um, it, it honestly, to me, it, it just flies in the face of common sense. And, and the studies, the research is out there, the data is out there that it just it doesn't work oh. um, for many reasons. Obviously, distraction is the most obvious one, but purely just from a learning perspective, like the studies show, like reading a book, a tangible piece of paper in your hand, you learn better than uh, reading the same content from a screen. And then when you add in the distractions and so forth, um, 
it's it's just not a prudent move. And I think over time schools will shift back to the pen and paper. But uh, beyond that, uh, certainly for boys, and this is a great thing about having um, being single gender, and there's many reasons we could we could have a whole hour on that. But uh, boys in particular need to learn to be organized, and so we have a very structured study skills approach built into every class in the middle school up through ninth grade, uh, where we focus on things like you know just bringing your home, you know, bringing your books home, um, writing down your homework, and then more importantly, learning how to study for a test and so forth. So um, that's, a, that's an important aspect to our curriculum beyond the fact that it's a great book, uh, liberal arts curriculum. We do a lot of history, a lot of writing, a lot of uh, reading and literature. The um, interesting thing, too, I know from uh, both talking to you as well as talking to families who send their sons there to Northridge Prep is that it's a family affair in the sense that when a student applies to Northridge Prep, the interview is not just with the student but with the family. Why? Yes, and, and that's because parents really are the primary educators of the children. Um, we view ourselves as really secondary, and I think for a school to be successful, you need a partnership with the parents. Um, and I think every school is, but we, we're very deliberate about that. And so when we, when we accept a student, it's not so much that we're accepting Johnny. We're, we're accepting the family. We want to make sure that the parents are on board with our view of education, which is that, hey, we're going to work together. And, and that takes a lot of uh, different kind of aspects or manifestations. So we meet with parents in advisory uh, relationship. Every student has an advisor, a faculty mentor they meet with regularly at least once a month, usually more often. And uh, that advisor will meet with the parents and talk through Johnny. And what are the parents seeing? What is his strengths and weaknesses? Um, you, yeah. We expect parents to work with the teachers, and the teachers will, will communicate with them quite regularly. Now you Sorry, mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that you create strong men, good family men, community men. Uh, how do you do that? What's so different? What makes North uh, Northridge Prep different from other schools? Well, I think. I mean, I think a, a lot of schools try to do this, and 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 will do it well. One one key area that I think is often overlooked is the fact that when boys are going through middle and high school, especially grades seven through twelve. They are actively looking for men that can show them what it means to be a man. Because being a man is something every boy wants to be, but it's not something that you're just born with. You, you have to be taught. You have to learn it. And, and so boys, they know that. Every boy knows it. Every boy goes through this. And they're looking at other men to say, do I want to be like this guy or not? They're looking at men and judging them and saying, I want to be like that guy. I don't want to be like that other one. And... Um, we have an all-male faculty primarily actually for that reason. We want to give them role models that they look at and say, wow, I want to be like that guy. If you look at our teachers, if there's one reason that you'd come to Northridge, I think it's the men who are teaching your sons. They, they're great in the classroom, but beyond that, they're just attractive, great human beings that your son will like. And uh, it's a really special part of Northridge. It, it, and not just the fact they're great teachers, but then we have this, this really cool atmosphere where it's, the teachers become friends of the boys in a way that, that's good, right? It, it's not peer-to-peer. -peer. It's, it's definitely a friendship of unequals, but there's a very real affection that the boys feel from the teachers that has a huge impact on them. And so that example and that relationship allows the teachers then to kind of delve deep into the boys and say, hey, you're not working hard. Like, you got to step it up. And then where the boys say, wow, that guy, he's fun. I want to be like him when I grow up. 
That's why uh, Neil Fagan had me address the student assembly at Northridge Prep, Amy, <laughs> just because <laughs> yes. he wanted to show the bad example so that oh, boys right. can tell the difference no, between no, their no, teachers no, no. and people like me on the radio. So this is the path you don't want to go down. And then, um, so uh, also, you know, the other thing that, that's important is extracurricular activities, now, particularly small high schools. Sometimes parents worry, well, is it just going to be academics and I want my kid to be well-rounded and have a, a, a wide array of experiences? And, I mean, it's important to note that your athletic director, Will Ray, former Division One basketball coach for Loyola, and so the, the other offerings that Northridge Prep has that round out a uh, young man's experience. Yeah, right. No, no, it's, I mean, we're, we're really lucky and blessed to have Will. He's uh, He's a phenomenal coach you know from an X's and O's perspective but beyond that he's built a whole program not just in basketball where he's the head coach but in all the other sports that it is very much character focused um and actually what's interesting is like you win games from that i mean the boys the grit they show the tenacity needed to come from behind it's it's just it's awesome to see and they do it year after year and a lot of that's from will but uh yeah you're right the extra kick is important and it's because that through those activities, boys get a chance to um, have responsibility and actually lead and learn, you know, all the life skills that come from that. And uh, so we, we do have a number of, of uh, sports. Um, I think we have eight different sports. It's a very robust program. We win conference. We do well in the state tournaments. Um, it's a good, it's a good athletic program. Arts, we've got robotics. I lead, a, I lead an entrepreneurship club. We've got four different little incubator uh, startups going so it's, it's something we really uh, encourage and actually we designed the schedule to allow boys to be in clubs as well as play sports it's something we really oh. focus on and parents are also uh, interested in the leadership of the school that's you the headmaster and so your story of how you came to northridge prep i think is important <laughs> yeah it's you know i think for many careers it's you never would have planned it i certainly would have planned it i was working uh for five years at, at harley davidson in the corporate office and, and loved it it's a great company and I uh, was really blessed to be there. I'd started off as a, as a teacher right out of college for two years and then got into business and had no plans of leaving. But one of the board members called me up and said, Hey, what would you think about being headmaster? And totally took me by surprise, but, um, you know, just the mission of the school and, you know, prayed about it for a few weeks and said, you know what? I mean, amount of good you can do. I really don't think there's much more important work right now than building young men and young women for society. And um, there's a great opportunity. So I'm, I'm really blessed and really glad I'm here. All right. He is Neil Fagan. He's the headmaster at Northridge Prep in Niles. They have their open house October 21st for prospective families. If you're looking for a school to consider for your young man, Amy, then <laughs> you should go to that open house. <laughs> Uh, Neil, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Dan, Amy, thank you. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey 